0: Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old
1: Space
2: Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my companion. We are we are Brandon's two, uh, Stephen. Hi there. Or we be Stephen's two. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, the series of Old Space Show follows the intergalactic swashbuckling escape antics of Raj Blake and his ruffian crew in the first season of Blake's Seven. Today, we are discussing the 8th episode, Duel.
1: In this episode, Travis has tracked down Blake and trapped the Liberator, but a power-draining force field from a mysterious dead planet forces the two men into single hand-to-hand combat. A duel to the death. All right, this one is
2: directed by Douglas Camfield. I'm going to pause it, Stephen, let everyone know about the great. Douglas Campfield.
1: Douglas Campfield uh might be the greatest director of Doctor Who in the original series. I mean I, I love mm-hmm. Graham Harper. He only does two stories. Uh by the sheer uh, amount of work that is done um uh Douglas Campfield is just superb, superb. He he in fact directed the uh Uh, A fight scene in the very first story uh, back in 1963 of Doctor Who in the cave uh, people um, episode. Uh, But he has directed many a Doctor Who story. Uh, He was done directing Doctor Who by this point, though. He had finished with The Seeds of Doom in 1976. And so I'm trying to remember if he had directed more uh, after this uh, for Blake 7 or if this This was- This is it. This is it. This This is our one one shot at him. Yeah one and only which uh, which means that uh I mean he has many hallmarks as Douglas Canfield one of those hallmarks is never using Dudley Simpson for music so this is a very rare Blake 7 episode mm. that does not have any music by Dudley Simpson at all i think it's entirely provided by the uh the radiophonic workshop and uh it's a different soundscape obviously without that that tr- traditional music going on um but it it's it sets the stage for a much more interesting episode i think yeah. I, I will note that um sometimes
2: depending on my day a week seed to do might be my favorite classic who cereal. So yes, right there and Inferno's up there with me too. So Yeah, both of them. Um yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah, he's great. Um and immediately you can tell a difference here that he is got talent, um, with this episode, just when you're yeah. watching it. Um but before before we go gloat about his um wonderful work here uh of course terry nation he the credits have him as the writer uh it stars gareth thomas sally nevett paul darrow jan chapel michael keating david jackson peter tuddenham stephen grief isla
1: blair patsy smart and carol royal that's right uh i isla, isla blair and patsy smart had been in doctor who uh isla blair would be in doctor who actually mm-hmm. she was in uh, the King's Demons, once again, off the top of my head. Also, <laughs> the wife that. of uh, wife Julian Glover, uh, still to this day, mm-hmm. um, and, and she appeared uh, in uh, Indiana Jones too, that's right? Right. Yep, yep. She uh, as his wife, <laughs> as his wife, exactly. Uh, last Crusade. Yeah. Uh, Patsy Smart, I didn't actually realize this is Patsy Smart until I saw the credit, Patsy Smart is legendary for her very small performance in episode one of The Talons of Wang Chiang, playing the old crone uh, oh. who spotted the guy in the river. Oh, my god, all sick, that one. I've never seen anything like it, and oh my puff. That huh. is Patsy Smart, and she's in Blake 7. Alright. Yep.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I I dug this episode too. Um, it It's got this like right from the start um, something just feels great about it it's got this like little prologue um, with these women that are god witch like beings on this uh-huh. and it's got a cool set it's got uh, nice lighting uh, the makeup and stuff it's it's a great hook um, and, and it's it's cool these two have these conversations like ooh what a- this is intriguing and then we cut to
1: cheap models in space <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. I mean, there is some, there is some ropey. I'm uh, ropey. Some trippy uh blue screen work going on as well right. in this in this episode too. But yeah, you're right. Cheap models in space. It, it
2: was it's like, a- oh, this is a. It's like big thunderstorm. Like this cool space background. The set lit well. All this, and then just like look at them hanging on strings. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It, it cracked me up. I was like, oh wow. Because I was like,
1: "Ooh, this is this is wow, this is cool." And I know this is like this weird, dark, and uh, and, and mysterious, and everything. and no. it's yeah. it's, it's either it's either going to be cheap models in space mm-hmm. on strings or cartoon cutouts, <laughs> which uh, right. which is you know it's either or depending on which episode you're going to watch.
2: <clears throat> yeah, very true, very true. But all in all, it doesn't matter. Uh, so this one, uh, <clears throat> we get. We get a uh, Travis back, um, and because uh, the, the Liberator is needs to recharge. I didn't know that was a thing, um, mm-hmm. but it is for an episode.
1: <laughs> Very convenient. Got to fill up. Got to fill up sometime.
2: Uh, so they got to hang out in the where the planet of the blue women is, and uh. there's a good line. Um, the the uh... <laughs> Uh, Blake's like I, I feel I've just of, or I feel I've offended Zen's pride and then uh, Avon says it's just a machine Blake
1: <laughs> just stomps on his fun one hundred percent I love that just an utter <coughs> Uh that made me laugh too uh, we meet a new creature the mutoid yeah they mentioned mutoids
2: before they did um, yep. had we seen any or is this the first where we see that because uh, I I can't remember if they were background or cause- <sighs> I've seen I, the whole series before and
1: I'm like, Wait, did I am I remembering them from other episodes? No, and no, I, totally. I think you're right. I think this is the first time we actually see them. I know he mentions mm-hmm. them Travis mentions them in uh, Seek Locate Destroy mm-hmm. because they say only you know, only Mutoids. He could have been would one, be, right? yeah. yeah, only mutoids would be a crew, you know, or would agree to work with you because everyone hates <laughs> him in the Federation because he's a loose cannon. He's a loose cannon, is mm-hmm. Travis, and only mutoids would work with him. And so they do some uh, you know, some explanation of who they are and the fact that they, kind of, that they have to Rely on this, for lack of a better term, hydromel. If you're gonna, if fans of Doctor Who Terminus from 1983 know what I'm talking about, <laughs> the little green liquid that they stick in their chest, yeah, that, that's what uh, keeps them going. Uh, that's what what keeps the Mutoid going, apparently. So,
2: yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but they they call them vampires mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, so this one has this, oh, yeah, not necessarily the most dangerous game, but this kind of. <laughs> classic take on you know one versus one in a you know some sort of arena which is a woods of course
1: <laughs> it's just 15, 15 miles west of BBC television center essentially yep yeah um and
2: yeah uh, so like they have to this, Blake was this one where he like all right we're just going to like the, the pursuit pursuit ships come he's like you know uh, what we're just going to fly straight at him and then everything goes
1: <laughs>
2: forever. It's like we have uh, the episode
1: came in short, and they're like we can, I know how to fill it with time, right? I know uh, how to get those extra three minutes. I just uh, I stumbled on uh, my YouTube algorithm knows me very well, and uh, it presented me with this um, this historic look at the video <laughs> disc machine. The video disc machine was essentially the uh, the precursor for. Uh, mm-hmm. Like video replay in sports, mm. it was made for sports essentially, or or video replay in that it was this giant disc that spun very very fast, and it could save a video image, a live image, like the last thirty seconds of it. It could just sort of, it would just sort of like be automatically saved to it, so you could roll it back. Because if you try to roll back two inch videotape, mm-hmm. you'd see the heads move, and you would see like you know, you remember when you would pause VHS tape, and it would just like there would be lines all over the screen. Yep. That's what would happen. Not okay. with a video disc, not with a video disc player. So I, I think, obviously, they said, hey, BBC Sports Department, can we borrow your video disc player because we need to slow down some video. Also, while you're at it, uh, if, if basically, they call up John Madden and said, listen, can we borrow <laughs> your telestrator as well? Because there's that hilarious scene where Blake says come on everyone mm-hmm. let's look at the screen and he pulls out this little he comu- computer <laughs> he's, he draws a little thing <laughs> and it makes such a big thing about it he's just like there this guy this one's there and so we go and he's drawing okay ready hike
2: you, and you get the ball right here you go around here you run, oh. you're gonna block this guy jenna you're gonna yeah. block this one you go around you go deep you run a route post over here yeah
1: it was amazing. It was oh. good. Yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they obviously got some new some new toys at the department. So Kudo's for Douglas Campbell saying like let's get some toys from the sports department to try to jazz up this episode a little bit.
2: Yes. Uh so yeah, we have um Around that, so we have this quick moment of uh, beaming down. we, we, we like kind of? It's kind of like to like make Gan feel like he did something in this episode. <laughs> so Blake, yeah. Blake, Jan, and Gan go down, and like he says something about uh making sure Villa, like yo, make sure you get us back here. He's like, how can you doubt me? He's like, it isn't easy, but somehow I manage it. <laughs> um, but they go down just to kind of look at the planet, and Gan sees like a woman, and then one of the women she disappears, and then. They're like, oh, this is like a memorial to the dead. And um says logic says we're dead, and so logic doesn't know what dead means. Uh-huh. Um, but then they go back, um, and that's when I think the pursuit thing happens. Uh the slow motion. But then <laughs> um and when we get Travis and and Blake down to the to the planet, and it's like, hey, uh they get this whole explanation about this background <laughs> of like we killed each other and so we make people kill each other. Like, yeah, that's what we do. Like, okay, it's,
1: just, it's versus, just how we do this, and it's just like one versus one until one of you dies, and then that's how we. But we bring another survive.
2: person, so it's two on
1: two, but one <laughs> so, versus one because so, so you have someone else to talk to, essentially, and that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Otherwise, it would be you know it would basically be the Deadly Assassin Part Three, where it would be Travis and Blake. Wandering because Blake is many things, but he's not one to talk to himself in a scene. No, no. Uh, uh so, uh, I Travis guess that's could, right. Travis yeah. could. Uh, I'm gonna get you, Blake. I'm gonna go. <laughs> sharpen yeah. my stick,
2: sharpen my stick, sharpen my because mm-hmm. like, they don't want to have to cut to Gan saying something on the ship every once in a while. They need somebody to talk to, yeah. So, um, yeah, these gods are the, the younger ones, Cinefar, and the other ones, G Rock, um, spelled with a G, yeah. Um, but. So they yeah it's it's so they they're like hey Blake and Travis we're gonna throw you somewhere winner is the guy that kills the other um, but we also um, need to put someone you care about there and like they're supposed to die and then like, I I didn't yeah. understand that that was some gobbledygook they for they
1: me. they do a lot of legwork to try and justify. A the fight, uh, B um, some jeopardy to the fight outside of Blake has to kill Travis or vice versa, and C basically setting up that you know tr- Blake obviously Travis can't win because he'll kill Blake. Uh, mm-hmm. Blake can't win because he won't kill Travis. So they basically had to set it up. It's a it's a it's a very elaborate and mildly mm-hmm. entertaining setup, right? Uh, to to- to have this duel which they know that really can't, you know, result in, in anything actually concrete happening to yeah. them.
2: The and it's funny they would be like, yeah, someone you care
1: about. So they bring the mutoid down for Travis. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no one else. There's no like, one. Literally, literally the only other speaking character on his ship is right. <laughs> so I will bring you, I guess. I mean, you seem to know her, I guess, <laughs> so come on down. Yep, she's she's there. Um
2: and then, like, right when it starts, like, Blake has this, like, headache thing, and then Travis is, like, about to kill him, and they're like, oh, nope, restart, false start. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah, we have uh, Jenna, who's, uh, she, she finally meets up with Blake, she's like, seems your weird ladies picked me to be your death of a friend.
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the show really, I mean, especially at the end, we might get to it, uh, is really sort of trying to steer everyone into thinking that Blake and Jenna are, are going to become a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's not there. <laughs> no, I feel like the only the mo the, the main two people who aren't on board with this idea are Blake and Jenna. I yep. just don't think either of them are interested in this whatsoever, either the actors or the characters. Yet they keep being put into situations that are supposed to be like that. And at the very end of the episode, fine, I'll mention it. It's like, Oh, what was what was your woman? Like, oh she's very beautiful, I guess. And then, you know, as if to try to make Jenna jealous in the background, like, mm-hmm. oh, Maybe something to de- No, nothing's developing. Nothing. nothing spoilers. Nothing will develop between Blake and Jenna. Despite this, might be the closest I think they might get. Right uh, in, in an episode of Blake Seven. I think this might be the such as it is the 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 climax to the Blake and Jenna shipping um, uh, storyline. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because I yeah, I don't think it's the only time she transports with somebody it's Blake, or else or else she's left on the ship. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she's there. Um, yeah. They, um, yeah, they, they have these. You know, just prep. It's a lot of preparation. There's not like a bunch of interactions and uh, no. mini confrontations or close calls or spying. It is well when I'm gonna when I'm gonna do this. Like Travis is like setting a trap, and then I, I think Blake just ends up getting bored and be like, "Well, let's go find him."
1: Yeah, yeah. there isn't a lot of cat and mouse, is there? Mm-mm. There's no. not like, uh, you know, one-upmanship here or like, you know, s- uh, avoiding one trap and then uh, getting into another or anything like that. It is kind of like, well, there's the there's trap. There's the big grate that sort of falls <sighs> down on Jenna. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's... It, I guess. But then, so, you know, we have a girl fight. Yay, girl fights, because uh, it's the 70s, mm-hmm. um, with Jenna and the Girl fights, girl, boy fights, boy. <laughs> that's how it works. If you're writing a TV show in mm-hmm. the 1970s and 80s and 90s and 2000s, that's how it works. Um, thankfully, we've more or less, hopefully, moved, moved past that sort of thing, but this is 1979, and this is what they did. Um, yeah, I, I, I do, I mean, it was wasn't so much of a duel, <laughs> let's face it. There wasn't as much no. of a battle between between the two, uh, or a cat and mouse. Uh, they were just sort of stuck on that planet, um, probably in January or something. It looked kind of cold uh, as they're starting to shoot this thing, these things now. And uh, it, it didn't quite, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. How would you feel about this one? I mean, I really
2: enjoyed d- discussing it, as pointed out, a lot more um, than... Of silliness and stuff that just kind of like... And then I was watching it. I was really enjoying it. I, I yeah. liked the direction of it. I thought it was um, one of the more better produced episodes. And um, there, there was some funny stuff like... I. Everybody back on the ship is just watching it like it's a TV show. Um that was
1: hilarious. Kind of interesting. It's like, yeah, I know they are just like everybody just crowding around. I'm surprised Gan didn't bring the drinks then too. They get you want some drinks here? We are right here. How are we for mm-hmm. drinks? You want some popcorn? You want Billy? You want some popcorn? Okay, we'll get some popcorn going for you.
2: Yeah. So I mean there's that. Uh um I like the two uh, Shirok, uh and Sinafar uh, characters are interesting to me, just to uh, we don't get a lot of well, we get like a lot way too much about their people but like about mm-hmm. them they're just kind of nice yin and yang to each other Um, uh, there's some clever like there's some good lines i like too i was writing down lines of dialogue a bit more um mm-hmm. there's like the jenna and um blake have a conversation where she says do you believe what they told us about themselves and he goes that's that much power why bother to lie and she goes that's one way to become the hunted man trust the powerful i like that um and then there was one, oh, Travis, uh, the mutoid. She goes, do you, b- do you believe that mutoids are vampires? And he goes, I believe you're useful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's very Travis. That's yeah. very Travis. Yeah. And they
2: have the the weird thing. I mean, we. I think this, this episode's set to teach us about mutoids a bit too secretly because they're going to be used in other episodes. But um, she, like, doesn't get her blood, the green stuff, so she weakens and can't. You know, chop a rope, um, but also she gets Jenna, and this like needle comes out of her wrist. Was she gonna like draw blood from her, or what uh-huh. was that
1: thing? I don't know. I don't know. Does she drink the blood? Is she a proper vampire? I am like Jenna doesn't the... have green blood. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. you are breaking up the wrong tree here. I think you know.
2: Yeah, it's like, or can you take human blood for a short period or something? I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, and it's a lot of location footage, um, so. Mm-hmm there there's a lot of film stuff which i like and i have to say uh there was one hilarious moment i don't know if it was a reshoot if there was a pickup shot uh, but it's all in the forest it's all on film and then there's just one random shot of travis and the mutoid with this ultimate cso
1: background on film and i was like oh what happened here (laughs) <laughs> probably a pickup. Probably a pickup. And you know what? It probably happens yep. a lot in today's uh, today oh, day yeah. and age, and they have to shoot it on some blue screen or green screen, but yep. uh, it's a lot more noticeable in 1978. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm like,
2: oh, did they get back and forget a page of the script? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a moment like, oh, that was jarring. Um, And it's like... The way they're lighting it is way off, and like the the interior of uh, shooting it in the interior of the uh Liberator would have been more believable than what they gave us. (laughs) I know, yeah. So, uh, it was
1: odd, it was odd,
2: yeah. Of so, yeah, like you said, the girl versus girl, boy versus boy thing, of course, was going to happen, but um, in the one on one battle, right? The one on one, Uh uh. Blake, you know, of course, Blake's not going to kill him. That was the right thing to do.
1: Right, because he's, like, he's the proper hero. He's the hero with morals. That's mm-hmm. what makes him better than Travis.
2: Yep, and then uh, these two women could recharge the Liberator like that and give him a yep. head start. And Blake's, another reason I didn't kill Travis, I would have enjoyed it.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Ooh. Although there, there is a, one line that I, I, uh, I, I just remembered is, is Avon's where he goes, I've never understood why it should be necessary to become irrational in order to prove that you care or indeed why <laughs> it should be necessary to prove it at all. I, I like that. Yes. That's a nice inset into Avon because he often mm-hmm. has this sort of aloof uh, air to him, you know, without like, oh, I don't care about blank. in fact I want him gone so I can take the, uh, take the Liberator. But you get the mm-hmm. impression that he legitimately does care about him, but he never lets his guard down. Mm-hmm. He wants.
2: To, I think part of it is he. He sort of needs Blake, and he needs him in a way where he has to live to prove him wrong, to show him certain things about the world or something like that. I. I, I they're mm-hmm. yin and yang to each other, and then there's like Jenna and Gan who are there and. Villa <laughs> but, and
1: Villa, Villa yeah. who sits and almost falls asleep. Yeah,
2: he year. has yeah. not traveled in a long time. Uh, Gan no. barely got to. Who, who's he's he's curious about Cinefar.
1: Yep. they really got to see the old woman.
2: Like, oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I am, uh, listen, I don't want to dwell too much on it, but I am mildly surprised that the outfit they gave Cinefar passed the censors when it came oh, to yeah. carrying on PPC. Because that thing is gossamer thin. <clears throat> I uh, Yeah. Um, very interesting costuming decision, shall we yep. say. And they start out blue and end up regular skin
2: like yeah. or white people um not mm-hmm. white as in painted white but like white as in caucasian. caucasian yeah yeah yeah
1: um
2: yeah so i was maybe they just were like you know what, i'm I, done not wearing that anymore what,
1: was that intentional or was it just cso blue screen true Who can tell
2: true. yeah there's some there's plenty of cso stuff um yeah. uh and then travis um yeah, the, the mutoid dying and uh Cinephore's like, I could heal her, and she's like, She's no value to me. Mm-hmm. And uh and the the other one likes Travis though. Mm-hmm. Uh but they were like, Hey, don't ever come back here, Travis. We don't like you.
1: <laughs> Done. Like, go really? away. Yeah.
2: And then uh yeah, back on the ship, Travis accosts the mutoid, says, Your failure cost your failure cost me, Blake. He made one fatal error. He should have killed me. Dun oh. dun huh. dun dun <laughs> dun
1: uh, as we start to set up, Travis failing again and mm-hmm. again It is uh, in his pursuit of Blake. Yeah, get used to that, Travis. Get yep. used to it.
2: He never... Yeah, poor Travis.
1: Can't pick up a win, even nope. when he thinks he can. Yep. Um,
2: but yeah, this duo...
1: Did you like this one, Stephen? I did. I did. Uh, you know, we, we kind of like... Uh, it, it's, a, it's easier to watch than it is to talk about, I think. Right, That's yeah, a, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah it's a, it's a more of an action episode, especially compared to the previous week with uh, mission to De- mission to destiny, which is all uh mm-hmm. talking in rooms and trying which, to Which I'm surprised killers. Terry Nation didn't call it Fight Planet or something <laughs> like you know like <laughs> Yeah he did not even name the planet. The no. planet doesn't even have a name. He just <laughs> left it on the table there. It's just like yeah, very odd. Yeah, but
2: yeah, yeah, this is it's a fun. I think it, the whole poke when you start talking about this one, and it's like you know, it's pretty straightforward yep. after after it's like long first act, but um, yeah, it's it, I, I, yeah, this is uh, up there. I like Travis having Travis back, it adds an energy, like we were talking about. The the federation presence of between Servalon and Travis will always add the necessary energy to make an episode uh pretty good. Yeah, stand out. And then we get the mutant or mutoid uh introduction too, which is very cool.
1: That's true. I like the mutoids. They're they're yeah. they're they're creepy enough yet um endearing enough, I don't know. They 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 they're efficient, you know. They they give a they they're they're not the sort of the faceless uh lib, um federation soldiers. I I, I quite like them. Uh, compared to that, you know, mm-hmm. that's that low key
2: cosplay I want to see. Be like, oh, you're Mutoid from Blake Seven, right? Oh, that yeah, that would be so. You know, cool. yeah, that's like, yeah, the uh, kind of thing. Yeah, we we'll dig to see at a mm-hmm. convention or something. So, okay, well, uh, Stephen, let's set your core skin for Earth. But before we give it to the Federation, uh, give people your information.
1: I am on Twitter at Legopolis. Uh, I'm also on the three Doctor Who podcasts: Ready for Scarrow, Lazy Doctor Who, and The Memory Cheats. All right, which
2: that should be coming back soon, right?
1: I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2023 is when it's coming back. Then. Okay. So I'll I'll say you're gonna, you're no more. Put, you're gonna put some time. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Hashtag Cinefar single ready to mingle. Don't know if that worked out too well. But uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Brand4KUHD, written work on why so blue.com. There's more from the Brand Peter show, all new next week. Should be returning to normal programming or something.
1: But from Old Space, if it takes all my life, I will destroy you, Blake. I will destroy you. I will destroy you.
0: Thank you for listening.